welcome to this episode of the Curiosity Key podcast, where I'm joined by Carol Verity Mann, an incredible woman on a mission to empower as many women as possible with digital technology to help them succeed with their business. Carol has been on a fantastic digital journey in her career. Since playing around with one of those computer thingies before the internet came about and without realizing it, building a CRM system from scratch. She's since been running a web development business and as of last year, started Women on the Web, an online membership platform which brings female experts in digital technology across various different industries together with female business owners wanting to get started and learn more about how to use this technology in business. I hope you enjoy this fascinating interview. And welcome to this episode of the Curiosity Key podcast, where I'm joined with Carol Verity Mann, the founder and CEO of Women on the Web. Now, I'm really excited to bring this interview uh, with Carol um, because she is a lady on a mission. And uh, I'm also very honored to be part of her um, initiative, which is uh, it's called Women on the Web. And it's all about helping more women uh, become more digitally literate and have all of the tools that they need to use tech or the vast amounts of tech that's available online at the moment, especially around helping you grow your business. So welcome, Carol. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I just wanted to start really about, um, you know, what prompted you to start Women on the Web and what kind of questions were you asking um, that, that led you to starting this really? Okay, so um, quite easily, our main business is a company called We Get Digital and we provide, we build websites and we do SEO and digital marketing and stuff for people in business. So that's been running for about ooh, over 10 years now. And I set that up because I've always been involved in digital something. In 1986, I computerized the company that I worked for just because I wanted to make my life easier. And we had, it was a sales company. We were selling property in Spain. And I went to my boss and said, look, we could, I'm sure we could make things a lot easier if we put everything on one of those computer things. And then when you ask me who bought a property for X in this area, um, you know, last October, I can just press a few buttons and tell you rather than having to sift through loads of files and stuff. So he said, yeah, that's a really good idea. Why don't you do it? So I did it. (laughs) (laughs) um, So without knowing it, I actually built a CRM system, client relationship management system, as we know. And so anything that I was hooked on computers then. So anything that I could find or do on a computer to make my life easier um, I just dug around and did it and just tried to find out how to do it whether it was a new word document whether it was a new excel document whatever it might have been so um, yeah so uh, then what happened then then obviously the internet came along in 1995 and I just thought, what great way, you know, we can connect, we can communicate with people, there's emails, and oh my goodness, it's brilliant. And uh, so obviously, so we started doing things there. And then fast forward a lot, (laughs) I actually, I did a degree in visual communications as a mature student. Um, I'd got three small children and I was pregnant, but I just went and did a degree. I just wanted to do it, I had to do it. And put all of that together, the technology, the understanding of tech and wanting to just, you know, do things that really helped other people. And plus 
the sort of ideas of how to communicate visually and doing that professionally, that led me to then starting a website, a web design company. And um, yeah, so then forwarding from there, people who we were sat with in the web design, you know, doing websites for people, they'd be like really excited about their websites. And yes, they want to get a really good website. And I'd say, so well, that's great. So what are you going to do now? How are you going to market your website? Oh, I don't want, I don't know anything about, I'm not very good on computers and I don't know technology. And you'd ask them, what about CRM? Are you going to integrate a CRM system? They wouldn't know what a CRM system was. Mm-hmm. And some was, I'd even have people coming to me saying, they've got an idea, they're starting their new business. And I'd say, okay, have you got a domain name or hosting or SAP? And what's, what's a domain name and what is hosting? So, and the majority of these, I have to say, were the women. Because I, I network a lot with the WIBN and women in business and stuff like that. So it was just that. I, I realized that it was a, something that was, um, it was a problem. You know, sort of this, this lack of digital literacy was, in effect, holding back women in business. Mm. So I know that's a very long answer to the question. <laughs> Kind of. No, not at all, not at all. And it's um, it's really good because I mean, I've I've heard your story before, and it's absolutely fascinating. Especially, you know, uh, you know, being let loose on one of those computery things, um, yeah, and also yeah. to to work for somebody that gives you that freedom and flexibility to go and explore how to do new things. And I think that's really important today. Uh, I know I've been really fortunate in my career so far uh, to have um, bosses that if I present an idea or something that I want to learn a bit more about, they've sort of said, yeah, go on, kind of crack on, uh, explore how to do that or figure it out. Yeah, no, I mean, my boss could have easily turned around and said, no, forget it, don't, you know, and then that would have maybe, uh, my path would have gone differently, but he said, no, yeah, great, do it. So I didn't code at that and I don't code in depth I understand what code does but you know I'd rather, I think I'd rather stick pins in my eyes than sit there coding it's <laughs> a slippery slope getting involved in code <laughs> yeah I'm more of a creative I mean I can I can dabble around a bit of CSS to change some styling and stuff but you know other than that I don't you know you don't need to code so we use other people to code which is what I did with the first CRM system that I built but yeah it's um there are still a lot of people out there there's still a lot of women who really you know just struggle so much with digital and how to make it work and understandably and just even if you did know how to do it even I'm sure you and I we've had conversations and we've struggled so well yeah we could use that we could use that we could use that we could use that which one should we use you know well I tried that and I spent three grand on that and it didn't work and I tried that and that didn't work and that wasn't exactly what I needed so you know it's but what what we did was I mean do you want me to lead to women on the web now? Well, no, I think uh, one of the things that I love about women on the web is that I consider myself pretty digitally literate now. Um, but the best thing about women on the web for me is that you've got so much access to tutorials and things for people that are completely, um, you know, just getting started, have no knowledge whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then people like both of us that, you know, we are digitally literate, but we don't know everything. And yeah. Um, it's it's a really great inclusive tool to help you get up to grips with with what's going on in the kind of digital tech world when it comes to growing your business um because it's a trusted environment because there are so many tools out there yeah it's Um, it's a trusted environment isn't it as well yes yes um and i think you know i 
personally not being a, a huge fan of women's only events the thing that i uh, do believe in is you know really playing to your audience and i think for um what it is that you're doing the fact that you know you only have female contributors and provide that safe environment but also you don't limit it you know you're not saying oh if there's a man there that you know wants to learn more about tech you're going to say no they can't no, absolutely but it's no. you know it's, it's brilliant because you do have that inclusivity but you do very much know and understand who you're targeting yeah important. and i think i think it's also really important to for for members and say potential contributors to understand the community that's actually building up between the contributors mm -hmm. and how we're all helping each other and how we're all supporting each other and actually doing business together yes so can you tell me a little bit more and tell um, our listeners a little bit more about why you wanted to start the community side of things and the sort of benefits that you've seen that you might not have expected when you first got going? Yeah, I think uh, oh, there's lots of lots of things. Um, so, yeah, so we built Women on the Web and the, the, the very simple uh, format is that we we interview all the contributors, so all contributors who Contributors are the women who create the little, short, five-minute tutorials on anything within their specialist sort of area. So we've got, um, like, Susan, she does Microsoft Office training, and that's her job. So she's doing little tutorials on things, all things within Microsoft Office that, you know, things we wouldn't have known we could do, and, you know, and, and even the normal things as well, just sort of, you know, how to I don't know, open up a page or something or how to format it. Um, down up to some more sort of more complicated tips and tricks within Excel. Um, and then we've got accountants because that's really important because we're going to have to use the tools now, like your QuickBooks and your Zeros and your whatever it is, Sage. Sage is lagging a bit behind, apparently. Um, so, yeah, so it was the idea was to get specialists in different areas, you know, maybe social media, LinkedIn, um, business development, project management tools, all sorts of just to get down and use the tools and have people to show you how to use them that have been vetted in inverted commas. I hate that kind of, but yeah, I mean, every single person who applies to become a contributor, we will interview and make sure that they're the right kind of person. Um, so I know a couple of women who are really techie, they're brilliant, but they're not the right kind of person for women on the web because they don't have that, I suppose patience might be a good word or that um, empathy with the fact that people don't get things. So they're the kind of people who are techie and say, well, if you don't get it, well, forget it. You know, obviously it's ridiculous. But I want it to be a, a, a platform. I want it to be a platform that's practical and motivational. Yeah, and I think that's really, um, really great advice for anybody listening that is um, – uh, sort of worried about uh, specializing or just wanting to know more about your who it is you're targeting so you know as carol said that she's targeting um very like people that have got no experience whatsoever of using digital yeah. tools um, so you don't want to overwhelm people by giving them access to very technical experts um, that won't kind of bring them along that journey. Um, and I think that sometimes that's a mistake that a lot of businesses see, and I've seen it happen over you know, the last sort of 15 years, is that you know, companies will presume that they know what people want um, yeah. and try and kind of force it down their 
force it down their necks, if you like, without necessarily taking their customer on the journey with them. Um, you know, I've seen companies fail because they've had that approach and also companies that have succeeded because they've really, really understood who it is that they're targeting and taking them on that journey with them, which is it's great to see you do that. And you were doing that right from the start, weren't you? Yeah. And again, sort of just the format just to go back is just to put the contributors. So contributors create tutorials mm-hmm. in their specialist um, area and um, members can connect with any contributor they want at any time. So under every single tutorial, there's like a contact form, request a tutorial. They can go to their website. They can do business with them. So there's all of that as well. And then the other side of it is obviously the members. And so many people said to me, um, oh, you can create a membership platform, blah, blah, blah. But here comes another one is that, oh, four, four or five years ago, we created a membership platform. We actually built one called The Businesswoman Today. And that was, it was like this, it was like a, we wanted it to be a cross between LinkedIn and Facebook because people on Facebook didn't want their personal sort of side of things to, 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 to come into their Facebook page. And, and then LinkedIn was too business-like. So we wanted something that was a cross between the two where you could be you, but you could be your business as well. So on your profile, you could put a picture of you and your logo. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of together. And we built that and it was great. It took three years. And but at the end we thought, oh, do you know what? It was just like we'd have had to like drop everything else that we were doing to run it. And we had another business partner with us as well. And she ran, runs networking groups and stuff. And yeah, so we just didn't, we just sort of thought, well, well um, anyway, luckily we sold it. So we managed to sell that. And that was so when I started Women on the Web. I didn't want to have the community within the website. The website is very, very absolutely dedicated to solving tech problems and not high tech problems. I mean, just literally tools, you know, even if it's, again, as I said, how to use Microsoft Word, how to add a page in WordPress, um, how to start up your QuickBooks, set it up properly for your account. So... We didn't want that, but then obviously we've got the great, great Facebook. So we thought, well, why not? We'll just use a group in Facebook. So we've got a private group in Facebook that everybody who becomes a member and everybody who's a contributor goes onto the Facebook group, and that's the, the social side and the group side, the community side of women on the web. But then what has surprised me is the WhatsApp group that we've all got as well for the contributors, and everybody's like, we're 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 just really communicating well you know, in there. And I think there's, you know, we're, we're bouncing off each other. Has anybody got a tutorial on this? Has anybody got a tutorial on that? As well as in the group, people are being able to request tutorials there. So, you know, maybe I maybe we don't need a form under every single um, tutorial. Although I think when you're watching a tutorial at that moment, at that very moment, you might think, oh, hang on a second. I need to, I need to learn how to do that as well. And I haven't been able to find that. So request a tutorial all over the place on the actual um, website is is quite important too but yeah I see the community being a really important part of it moving forward and have you found that you've actually saved yourself um, time and money and frustration by building it based off that feedback from the community rather than kind of building it um, and just giving everybody what you think that they want straight away oh crikey we are I mean it's <laughs> The reason I started Women on the Web was, in fact, one of the things I did was when I found the URL, I thought, oh, my God, that's a great URL. I've got to do something with that. And I posted 
womenontheweb.co.uk up on Facebook and said, I've just got this great domain name. What do you think I should do with it? <laughs> and people who knew me and everything and what I could do, they came back with short tutorials, short tutorials on how to do stuff digitally. And I thought, okay, that's what I'll do. So it started, you know, you, we, I think <clears throat> we, under, we, we, we don't use the communities we've got to do our own research enough. You know, no, I completely I, agree with you there. People don't. They steam ahead and they've got this proof of concept, proof of concept the whole time. So we're constantly, at the moment, we're, we're, we're giving away free for life, 500 memberships. <laughs> <laughs> free for life. And as a, as, a, as a way to get that community going, as a way to test it. So, you know, anybody who goes in there, if they find an error, if they're not paying for the platform, you know, it's not going to, it's not a problem. And we can now refine things from there, as well as from, from the contributor point of view, as well as from the membership point of view. Yeah. And we're just about to redo it, Charlie, you'll be happy to hear, whereby you can upload the video straight to the <laughs> straight oh, happy platform. Days. <laughs> oh happy days so, <laughs> I think that's, that's the thing to remember isn't it I think you know if it's um you know I'm a huge advocate for launching um you know an MVP minimum viable product um and that kind of concept of um learn how to build the plane sorry build the plane as you learn how to fly it um because what I've seen so much especially in tech is that people will go down the rabbit hole of building um, these incredible products, these incredible solutions without testing it with the users first um, then coming to launch it and then nobody wants what it is that they've got to offer or they're finding it really difficult to sell it in. Whereas I think, you know, what I've loved about your approach is that it's very much driven by, you know, what it is that, that your target market wants um, and then what is the best way in giving them that information. Because um, yeah. I know that, you know, I mean, I was actually introduced to you by um, a mutual connection. And as soon as I met you, I knew that, you know, we were on the same page, you know, yeah. you were a woman on a mission, that you had all of this energy and passion for really changing the landscape of yeah. how women have access to technology. Um, also because, you know, 13 years ago, I started my first business, which was um, importing olive oil and Sardinian food. And, you know, having done engineering at university you don't learn how to set up a business and you the, the kind of there wasn't especially 13 years ago there wasn't anybody really teaching you how to use the internet and digital tools on how to save time save money and get your business off the ground um, and I think as well because I had quite a bad relationship with learning at that point um, yeah. I didn't really look very hard but I did call on my network which I guess is you know am I right in saying that that's what you're trying to achieve is that you're bringing that kind of in-person calling on your network for help, but into yeah. an online community. No, absolutely. I think um, but the one thing that, uh, you know, sort of stage two, if you like, will be at the moment, the contributors are all people who can show there's, 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 there's a tech bit about it. So it's about showing people how to use the tools, why use those, what, you know, any shortcuts, you know, all those things that we get stuck on. And I think a lot of women, they sit in front of their computers and go, ah, I can't do it. And, you know, they want to do it themselves because at the end of the day, um, you know, it saves them time, it saves, it'll save them money. It costs them time. That's the problem. It does cost, it costs, it's going to cost you time or money, whichever way you look at it. Either time to learn to do it yourself or money to pay somebody else to do it. And interestingly enough, 
when we did the research for um, the report that we wrote, um, how to um, how to the, the, is a lack of digital literacy holding back the female entrepreneur. It's a big report, and we did a lot of questionnaires and stuff. Um, so when we the, what we found was that a lot of women wanted to learn how to do it, but then pay someone else. Mm-hmm. But you you need to be able to actually obviously you know map out what it is you want. And then get somebody to do it technically, exactly like I did with that CRM system back in 1986. Um, I knew what I wanted. I mapped it all out. But I had somebody else to actually technically do it. Mm. But I, if I didn't know what my options for consideration were, I wouldn't have been able to map it out. So, yeah, so there's part of that. But what I was going to say is the sort of next um, wave of contributors, if you like, after we've sort of got all the technical ones, is going to be more of the business consultancy and and coaching okay. arm of it. So, but I don't want that to come in now because I want the, the platform to be known for what its what its fundamental job is, and that is to go in and be able to unstitch and unpick any um technical issues that you might be having you know somebody's building their wordpress website you can log in and just say oh how do i add a page or how do i do this or you know anything like that without yes you can go and search on google yes you can search on youtube but you know you invariably get some long 45 minute tutorial (laughs) and the bit that you actually want isn't there yeah um, so that's what. I, so yeah, but I just wanted to say that the, yeah, there's going to be a sort of second wave of consultancy and more of that kind of more nurturing side of business, and maybe you know I don't know any any kind of business consultancy that's not not the showing how to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, because you did. Um, there is an element of uh, you know accountability, and you know there's so much value that people can gain in working with a coach or even as part of a group coaching program. Uh, and I know that, you know, I've spoken to various people about the benefits and how much you can accelerate the growth of your business by working with a coach or being part of that group group program. Um, because sometimes knowing what you need to do or even how to do it isn't always enough. You need somebody to kind of like say, right, okay, well, when are you going to do this by and hold you to account? Yeah. So if you work for yourself, um, you know, sometimes that can be quite lonely and you miss out on having that you know that accountability levels yeah. I think that'll be a really good addition like future addition anyway to the platform oh absolutely no it'll be a future addition so there'll be there'll be a department there'll be a coach and consultancy department if you like so you'll yeah. have the, the technical knowledge training teaching department and then you'll have the sort of anybody the only diff the only one we've got who's not in fact um uh, showing anything technically is Ambuja and she's a lawyer Okay. So she's going to just put, because I think at any stage it's important to be able to have the legal sign up and to be able to watch any tutorials on, you know, limited company or partnership or sole trader or something, you know, she's very good. So um, I sort of, I made an exception there that we've got a legal bit that comes in because we've got accountancy. So we might as well have a, but she can't really, you know, there's nothing to show technically. That's more just, you know, advice. Well, I think it's really good because there are a lot of digital tools that give you access to kind of like out of the box contracts, out of the box, uh, to, you know, terms and conditions for your website, especially with GDPR these days. Um, you know, it's easy to do that whole cut and paste job. But if you don't understand what you're looking at, you don't know yeah. how to read a contract, you don't know how to read and interpret terms and conditions, then you can set yourself up to a whole world yeah. of 
uh, future challenges. So I think that, you know, it's, it's a good exception to have. Yeah. Um, but right. especially from an accountancy point of view, I mean, you know, for a, uh, like I grew up, like my parents had small businesses and, you know, so it was stage line 50 back then. I think people still do use <laughs> stage line 50. Um, but now I just look like how easy uh, digital accounting tools make it, you know, for people to run their business. But then there's still a lot of people that just find that too overwhelming. So yeah, to set it up, and to get it going, but you have to do it. You have to do it. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I, th I think it's um, it's great. So, just um, are there any sort of key lessons um, that you've learned along the journey so far uh, that you could kind of share with us to say, right, okay, well, we didn't anticipate this happening. It happened. Here's here's what we did, and here's what we learned as a result. Oh golly, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that's going to be. Cons I think you have to. You're learning every day, aren't you? And um, I suppose what we learnt with the doing the businesswoman today which was to keep it as simple as possible mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and just about structuring the company I think when you're starting a business when you're in business you've got to try things out yeah yeah don't be frightened I think the worst thing is that you know be, be confident in the fact that you can actually deal with any thing that goes right or wrong mm -hmm. but don't don't anticipate don't borrow problems from the future that's yeah? a great piece of advice don't borrow problems from the future just go for it just be brave just go for it and then if something doesn't work then don't do it again it was like we did that we did the, the wow live and um somebody said oh you know you're di you're distracting from the the fact that you're a digital company you shouldn't do lives you should just do webinars but it was brilliant it worked really well <laughs> and we got such good feedback and it was great for the contributors as well we've got three contributors who deliver 20 minutes of little golden nuggets each and it was great for them and the interaction and the buzz in the room was just great um and so we did one and then we did two and that was even better and we had so we, we ran out of chairs and then now we're going to do three on the, the third one on the 30th of um, April, 30th of this month. Yes, 30th of April in London, yeah. near Old Street. We work, I think we're doing it, we work. Um, and uh, yeah, no, so it, it's, it, it was just the buzz in the room was great. And we've got another three great contributors. So the idea of, of it could have got, it could have been awful, which is fine. So we drop it, but it, we did it. You've just got to do it. Um, again, we're going to sort of do the webinars. I think Charlie's, Charlie, you're going to help us do the <laughs> webinars. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, when the time is right, and we'll get that right, and hopefully we'll get that right as well. And, it, you know, there's things that you can always be learning, things that you can always be monitoring, looking at, growing, changing, because as fast as technology changes, you know, it, it, things change and you've got to adapt to them. What doesn't change, and I will say it and I will always say it, and that is obviously the people and the psychology of it. And yeah. the internet, I will say this straight to camera, the internet is more about psychology than technology. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's so key because I think I get, again, um, you know, technology um, and engineering companies, it's like, you know, everything's, you know, you're trying to make everything digital, you're trying to make everything um, online, uh, easy, uh, you know, try and shortcut these things, but you can't beat the power of that human-to-human -human connection. Uh, and also, you know, the power of just picking up the phone and speaking to somebody or meeting somebody in person 
because I know, you know, a lot of uh, my business, what I start doing is that, you know, sort of training, uh, coaching and, and support online, you get such different feedback from people when you speak to them in person. And I think you do need that blend of the two. Um, well, I do think videos work more than, you know, posts and that, and video posts are more powerful than, you know, fixed posts. And it's all about that communication. Just, I got called in to be a keynote speaker a long time ago, actually, probably about eight years ago, um, for a, a, a talk on for you, the utility industry. Yeah when I was doing more social media at that time. And it was, um, the topic was how to humanize the utility industry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a challenge. But I found British Gas had done it. British Gas did it so well. And they had their Twitter. So they had, the, they had people on the Twitter. But in the morning, they put up like who it was. It was Simon and Sarah uh, are your, you know, on Twitter at the moment. And, please, and then they'd have a link to a little video on the British Gas website of them sitting at their desk, turning around and saying, hi, I'm Simon. You're on, I'm, you, I'm with you on Twitter today. So this is just me, just to let you know, this is where I work, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the moment you're starting to chat with them on Twitter, yeah. you know who they are. And that was just, and that was a big utility company, you know, sort of having to bring it down, bring it down to that psychology of, connection and human beings connecting with human beings albeit through a computer and on a screen but you've got to get to the point in your business and in your daily life that you don't see screens and you don't see technology but you just see people yeah be able to look at the the whites of somebody's eyes and then see what's going well, on out there. you know a very good friend of mine says we once so the biggest line in the in the interview said you don't have eyebrows on the internet <laughs> I love that. You know, I've never that, heard that before. The eyebrows oh. are what, you know, sort of that expression and everything. I mean, we've got the emojis now. So, you know, it's all trouble. Use those tools. I, I always use the tools where you can connect, where you can communicate, however that can be. Always remember it's not about technology, it's more about psychology. And once you get through the technology and once you, you know, it doesn't become, it doesn't become a massive barrier. Then you can concentrate on how you are communicating with people in the right way. That's great advice because it's like, you know, technology can help you save, it can help save you time, it can help save you money, it can help yeah. you know, sort of speed up processes, uh, be places where you can't be in person all the time, especially for companies. That's a huge advantage. Um, but especially, you know, for social networks and the, um, you know, in person networking as well, you really can't beat that human humanistic no, approach no. but you uh, do need you to, have to get out there and blend the two i think you do need to understand though with the technology side of things is what to use when and where yeah that's that's the sort of and that's what we're hoping to unpick as well on women on the web is you know sort of so that you get advice from people and you know we're all pretty much i think all the contributors are pretty much on the same page which is again one of the important things to interview all the contributors and make sure you know they're part of a whole kind of mindset and it is that 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 same mindset that that will help people because i i actually don't consider myself as a very technical person i actually i'm i'm curious i have curiosity and i've broken as many things as i've fixed by going <laughs> in fights and then the only time i've ever learned how to do something or learn about it and i learned about you know coding and stuff like that has been because i've broken it yeah <laughs> and i thought hang on a second if i've broken it there must be a fix yeah 
and you know I'm a bit like a Rottweiler and a bit and we've spoken haven't we about curiosity and it's that curious if you've got that curiosity now how does that work that must work there must be other people have made it work so why can't I make it work I've got to make it work yeah um and now I've just I've, I've put out something yesterday actually somebody wrote a blog about sort of new things that um gmail have brought into gmail and so i was looking at that and said oh that looks good. Ooh, that's great oh quit and zoom, i zoom off and i'll try it out mm. and then it doesn't work and i'm like well hang on why doesn't that work it must work hang on, i'm gonna make it work so it's that i suppose that sort of tenacity over things and then once it works you sort it and it's behind you yeah and I think that's another one of the benefits of women on the web or, you know, if you're going to work with an expert, work with somebody that's, you know, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, is that, you know, not everybody has time or the inclination to be that curious and ask those questions. So that's fine because we're not all the same. If we were all the same, we lead a pretty boring existence. But, you know, acknowledge that that's what you're like and work with people that do have that curiosity that will go and figure it out so they can tell you you know do you need that extra feature do you need to be spending your time using it or learning how to use it um, yeah, yeah, is it yeah. applicable to what it is that you're focusing on right now um you know i know i do that with uh, linkedin because linkedin are forever um releasing lots of new features and updates but not everybody needs access to yeah. them and not everybody needs to use every single element of the platform and it's just key to work with somebody or learn from somebody that can tell you what you can benefit from and, and what's not worth your time, not worth investing your time in. That's why I've done, that's why I've sort of done the Carol Verity now, the digital consultancy bit side of it, because mm -hmm. again, I've had so many people who just want, just want to be set up. Yeah. And just like, you know, what should I, should I use Outlook? Should I use Gmail? Should I use this? Should I use that? How do I set it up? How, I've got, I've got one at the moment who she said, I've been using my email since 1999. <laughs> right? How long is that? 1999? 20, 1999? 20 years. 20 years. Seems dark to say that 1999 was 20 years ago, isn't it? That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so, so 20 years, and she's never had any structure to her email. So I said, look, I said, come, come see me and we'll sort it out. We'll get it all structured for you in the right way so that you've got the right. And just putting things into folders and little labels with different colors. And I know it sounds dark, but, you know, all that kind of what we like love from stationery, you know, different colored post-it pads mm. for you know, it's, it's just taking that online and being able to just get everything sorted, as you know, again, as well with autoresponders, with getting your forms and emails and things that you can, anything that you can do within the realms of communication that you can do automatically digitally mm -hmm. without compromising your communication skills and letting it sort of just figuring out where the touch points are and which which at which point you can do that automatically and which point you can do you have to do it manually hmm. that can save you a multitude of you know time and effort and headaches and stuff like that just getting around this so I'm, I'm absolutely passionate about automation and integration at the moment yeah and I think that's a real key point that you said um because a lot of people come to me at the moment and they're just like oh Charlie you're completely anti-automation which is not true at all no. um, but the key thing that you said is to use automation without compromising um, your integrity or, or those key communication skills um the reason why you know is I actually understand where you can use automation to have your benefit you know a, for a great example of that is on a website you know you can't have somebody on the other end of a live chat function on a website 24 hours a day it's not possible mm -hmm. but if you're operating in a global market 
um, then having somebody on the end, the other end, to answer sort of the standard questions that crop up all the time, you know, things like that, you can automate that. You can make the user experience much more accessible and easy without having to be present all the time. Using AI and FAQs is great. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. I mean, you know, like booking.com, they have a, um, oh, it's a Facebook messenger bot and on their website as well. It's a great example, you know, for the amount of people that have questions about their booking, cancellation and all these things. Booking.com has actually automated a lot of that. And yeah. it just makes, you know, because sometimes you don't want to have to sit on the other end of the phone on hold for 40 minutes before you speak to somebody. Yeah. Um, where I very much disagree with the use of automation is on things like social media where you're communicating on a personal profile um, and you're trying to use automated tools to create shortcuts or you know sort of send very standard messages to everybody and I think that's a personal profile sorry on your personal profile you can do automation yeah, don't get carried away though. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I'm like, I think that's atrocious. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, there's a lot of people that are using it. Um, you know, hands up. Uh, I found out about it a few years ago and, you know, I, I tried it out because, you know, I thought, oh, maybe this will shorten the process. Maybe this would make my life easier because sometimes you do find yourself saying the same things over and over again. But it promotes the wrong mindset and actually gets you into quite a sticky situation longer term. And the amount of people that are really damaging their reputations because of the use of this is unbelievable. Um, but I could talk about that for a long time, but no, I, I know. I think I hate automation for I mean, it. I've got, I've got an automated response on our, on our page, on our business page. Yeah. Which I think is fine. Yeah. But not on my, I wouldn't do it on my personal profile. So that's a good, I've got, I've just, you've given me an idea to write a good blog. I'm going to put notifi- notification or automation. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that I love about you, Carol, is that, you know, you do have that natural curiosity that's never left you. And, you know, you uh, inspire others to be more curious. Uh, you know, you have a very infectious way of doing things, infectious personality. And oh, um, thank you. Please, please to be part of, you know, and I'm a contributor for women on the web um, because I very much believe in what Carol um, is trying to achieve with this platform. And I just think that, you know, you're, you're doing an amazing thing and lots of people can really, really benefit from that. Oh, bless you. Well, that's the idea because I just, you know, I just think, you know, it's, it's the, what is it, the power in the masses or just, you know, teamwork and just, yeah, but, but the right team, if you put it together in the right way, then it'll always work. Yeah. It'll always work. And if you're prepared to listen to other people and what they say they need and want and change it and, you know, adapt it. And again, from, from the moment you said to me, <clears throat> it was, you know, rather than going through the process of going Vimeo and this and that. So now we've got, we're bringing a technical director on board and we're going to get, and he said, oh yeah, he said, I can sort that out. He said, what we could do is we could just do it so that the contributors could do, 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 upload, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, fine, do it. <laughs> <laughs> collaboration. But, you know, yes, it's all about collaboration with, with experts as well as, you know, it will yeah. just help you achieve your goals so much faster. But the right people, I was, um, Richard Branson said, didn't he? He said, you know, the only reason he was successful was because he surrounded himself by the right people. Yeah. As always, my famous Jim Rohn, my favorite Jim Rohn quote, which is that you are the average of the top five people you spend the most time with. And it is so true. That's um, a good one. You know, surround yourself with amazing people that will support you and lift you up. And you've been amazing. Honey. You go, you've gone off and you've learned and, you, and it's just about that. You know, you, you should you should work on self-improvement and you should work on all of that until the day you die yeah 
you know, that doesn't stop. I was having a look at my sons now who's joined, he's 27 and he's now sort of commandeering. We, we get digital and taking it over. And we had a meeting with me. He said, Mom, I want it to do this and I want that and I want it to be perfect. And he's just launched a new, done a new website. You have a look at the new website? I haven't. No, oh, I haven't. Have, have, have a look. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and he's designed that and he wants it and he's like really fussy. He says, no, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. It's got to be perfect. So he he's going for that absolute top look image and you know we, he wants it to be the company to want to work for so you know that's striving that 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 passion I mean I, I think I don't know where he got it from <laughs> <laughs> but it's great and it's and it's about respecting that and you know you know you can be a family business I love it you know it's great it's you know we work with my husband now I work with my son I got another son in the pipeline and a couple more as well so <laughs> why not and you know it is about really just having the right people by your side and having fun with it as well because we're all working 24 hours a day yeah we could all work 24 hours a day and I'm I'm desperately trying to avoid and I said it this morning and I've been saying it I've been saying it to myself and I'm now starting to say it out loud is I don't want to become one of those people who is too busy yeah. I don't want to somebody say, oh, no, I'm too busy. I can't do that. I can't. I'm not much too busy. I'm much too busy. No, I'd rather die with things left to do. Yeah. Well, say, I always say that there's no such thing as being too busy. Is that you, um, oh, is it like you're being too busy being busy? And if you ever say, I don't have time to do something, it's just because it's not a high enough priority in your mind right now. Yeah. Um, and then that's how you just end up with those you know the priorities stacking up and stacking up and stacking up and I think with this podcast that was on my list you know and it did you know it's taken it this long to uh, become live because it just wasn't a high enough priority for me last year um, yeah. and I had to, I had to make it a priority this year but other things have had to be deprioritized in order for me to make this happen yeah um, just to understand what priorities you're working on right now exactly and if something doesn't happen then you know, it doesn't happen, but just not to be in a rush to get everything done and to yeah. do everything. And then because, you know, when you try and do too much at one time, you get, end up doing nothing. Yeah. And you just not have time to, you know, do to spend time with the people who you want to spend time with. And, you know, we've all got the same amount of time. Yeah. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day. <laughs> Um, and it's about, man but everybody talks about managing their clients' expectations. I'm always talking about managing my expectations mm. of me and what I do and how often and when I do it. And it's like, if I haven't done that for me, okay. So for me, a priority would be like, if somebody's website wasn't working or their email wasn't working and it was our responsibility, then, oh my God, that's top line. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop everything to make sure that somebody's business is working. Because mm -hmm. that's just that's just what we do. That's what that's the responsibility that we have as the company we are. Mm -hmm. But if it's down to sort of oh I, oh I really want to put out a post or I want to design something or this that then that has to take you know that has to be done when it can be done. Mm -hmm. um, blogging, I'm useless. You know, I have a blog. I said, yeah, I'm going to write that blog. But you know, and I try and say right, I'm going to focus on that. It doesn't take long, but. Yeah, it's just time blocking. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge a huge convert to time blocking, which is that kind of you know sort of set yourself days, you know, for the four things like you know social media, um, blogging, you know, the things that you don't necessarily prioritize but need to be done. So if you like, try and block out your time and just sort of say, right, okay, 
come what may this is my time I'm going to do it no other distractions and then that's going to happen and you know I found that being really really brutal with my time so you know if somebody rings me just say right okay instead of picking up the phone right now and responding I'm going to say I'll call you back because yeah. I'm doing this thing yeah it is it, it, that that being brutal with being brutal with your time but being also a bit brutal with your free time too oh yeah absolutely yeah so like I even schedule you know it's like scheduling uh personal time or you know sort of scheduling scheduling time to go take the dog for a walk or go to the gym um yeah. you know just to get yourself in those you know in that mindset that what's yeah. what was it uh, michael hyatt says you know what gets scheduled gets done and i love that quote um because you know i've found myself you know still sat on my computer screen at eight o'clock at night going oh I, you know i haven't even thought about what i'm gonna have for dinner yeah. <laughs> um, let alone go to the gym or do anything else and it's not healthy <laughs> No, I know it does. It does happen, but I think it's yeah. I just don't want to be somebody who's too busy. Yeah, I think it's great to the people who are important and your kids and your you know your your husband and stuff like that. You know, that's really like we took that week out, didn't we? And I really didn't. I didn't go on the computer. I thought, you know what? If something comes up urgently, fine. If it doesn't, then fine. You know. Um, but yeah, we took took some good time out. So you know, just. And then my, my, if my kids are watching this, they're like, oh, God, you're going to talk about balance. <laughs> awesome. So how do people contact you? How do people find out more about Women on the Web? Um, um, yeah, womenontheweb.co.uk. Um, if anybody wants to become a contributor, there is, if you click on contributors and there's a drop down, become a contributor, just literally fill in the form or, as I, I'll repeat, it's free for life for the first 500. And we're now at about halfway. So we need to get the other 250 for free. And, you know, the only thing we ask in exchange is that, you know, just get involved, get involved in the Facebook group and, you know, um, make comments, put in stars against tutorials, watch the tutorials. And so we can learn so we can make it better for you. And, uh, yeah, that's Women on the Web, I think. just And then the, we, we get digital is that we get digital.co.uk as well. Brilliant. And yeah, for anybody watching or listening, I will include uh, these links in the show notes on my website, which is uh, charliewyman.com forward slash podcast. Um, so everything will be there. So you don't need to worry about having to write things down um, or, or worry. Um, so yeah, but thank you so much, Carol. It's been great to speak to you uh, and for you to share your journey. Lovely to speak to you too, always. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And then yeah, until next time, speak to you soon. Ciao for Bye. now. When you're working on exciting projects in tech or trying to change the world, it's hard to focus on marketing and it might not seem like a big priority for you right now. Talking about what you're working on and the driving force behind why you're doing it will help you raise your profile in your industry and keep your audience up to date and interested. My goal for this podcast is to share the amazing things that businesses and individuals are working on that will shape the world of tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share it with the others that you think would benefit. If you liked it loads, then feel free to leave me a review. All the show notes and any links mentioned in today's episode will be available on my website. That's charliewyman.com forward slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Ciao for now. Bye.